Dude, I've just been going over the show notes, and I think that these jokes could really ruin our chances of ever working for Watsy. <laughs> working for Watsy was part of the plan? Another opening, another show. Brains. Mexican Mafia miniature golf fiasco. Whoa. Yeah. That, Don't that, mention that. Uh, Hi, oh. folks. Hey, folks. Hey, <laughs> folks. Uh, welcome to... Javier. Uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to the show. Because, oh, God. Uh, but, uh, but, hey, folks, this is uh, some episode of Dredging for Humor. I think we're on episode 17. No way. Yeah. 17? 17. My God, And it folks. only took us almost two years to get here. Oh. You know, it's it's been a good two years, man. Just cranking them out back to back. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one wasn't so much back to back. Just uh, this last one, no, no, but, no, and and we we greatly apologize, folks. You know, uh, quality takes time. Yes, absolutely, quality, which doesn't explain anything for us. No, it, we've actually been low on both. So right, and but many things have happened. I have so many reasons. I know you have so many reasons. I've got lists. Like reason number one, um, and reason number two. Well, right, and then uh, and then I moved. Right, and you you had to go through that huge move. Yeah, we moved. We moved almost three miles away from the old house. Right, and God, how long did that take you? Like most of a day. Yeah. It so, was it was really hard. Like that was a very busy day, uh, but I'm I'm the band, right? And and you know, and then right when you got done with that move, there no, was no. I was trying to introduce the show. No, I oh, I'm the band. Oh, you're going into introductions. You're you're the I'm the dude. Yes, and okay. and this is dredging for humor. Welcome, folks, or <clears throat> welcome back, depending on your gender. <laughs> Where does that come from? I'm sorry, it was it was on what? the it was on the uh, the thing. Oh, the the show note, the corkboard, yeah. Oh, the corkboard, yeah. That's just ideas. <laughs> oh, so oh. those are not fully fleshed out jokes. I'm understanding that as I'm seeing the sign. Do not, not just yeah. spout these. Right. What, Although, is that what the sign says? I think so. Is that Latin? Yes. Just do not spout us. <laughs> so, yes, folks. We have oh, been busy. It's good to be back, though, and thanks for hanging on, yeah. Yes, and, and moving was actually more intense than that. It took a little bit more to get situated in the house. Just barely got the office set back up. So much was going on. Dude was on roller coaster rampage. Man, I, I hit so many amusement parks over the summer. Um, it was it was great. Um, I rode so many uh, roller coasters, I actually lost a few pounds. Um, just riding roller could be done but it turned out that that's what it was um imagine too consuming all of that uh theme park food stuff too i mean that's some major calories exactly so, exactly so i only put on an extra 30 pounds as opposed to what <laughs> but but what you're 20? really saying no you actually lost a few pounds so so but does so what you're saying is that a good diet plan 
uh-huh. is to ride roller coasters at least once a week. I think if you got up every other morning and spent your day at a roller coaster theme park, you'd you would find yourself in some some pretty good fitness um, uh, mags. I think it. I think that would work. Sure, it, it makes sense. All of the the g forces, the forces that are on your body while you're on a roller coaster, you're constantly flexing your stomach muscles. You're working your core. And if there's anything I've ever heard, that you sometimes need to work the core set. I absolutely. You need to work the core set. Um, I I find that if you can do it, you really want to bring some shake weights with you. Right, um, on, the, the, on the roller coaster? Uh, they won't let you take them. Now, some of the cool guys don't notice, and that's really, you can get the double workout as you're propelling. Is that guy jacking weight. off while he's riding the roller coaster? It's, that's, it's, I, I just saw the guys on the ground. That's what they saw, and they would, that's what they would think. They'd be like, but no, it's actually the shake weight that you've duct taped to your hand. <laughs> Yes, yes. And, and you're just like shake waiting away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow, being flung in, in, at incredible speeds that, in multiple directions. That warrants a very unique checklist. Um, you know, roller coasters done with the shake weights and duct tape. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I would try for that. I would try for that. By the way, uh, west coast, west of the Mississippi, you want to go to Magic Mountain. That is Six Flags, Magic Mountain, Valencia, California. Fat plug. You can ride roller coasters all day there. It is, it is like heaven. It is like heaven. They just need to add a place in the middle of the park where you can um, play tournament magic. And if they did that, uh, it might actually be heaven. I might it would never be, leave. It would actually be Magic Mountain. Whoa, that is incredible. Dude. All right, Hasbro, get off your ass and call Mr. Six. Exactly. A little creepy guy dancing around. And so now that we've accomplished the first section, we're back, second one. Yes, uh, we're here. We're with you. We love you. So this show, we're going to add a new. Hollywood. God, you're back to it again. Uh, I mean, after seeing the deck, I see. I understand. We're recording this the weekend of the Pro Tour, and we just watched a little bit of the footage. With oh, Conley. the Woodster man is he shiny! If you haven't watched that footage, folks, go watch his little new. Uh, uh, deck that he put together for the modern format. It it just looks wonderful. Yeah, it, it made me happy. It's like, hmm, am I burning now? Let me see. Hmm, am I burning now? Let me see. Hmm, yes, am I burning now? Let <laughs> Whoa, me see. It's, it's like it is totally like a modern R and B song. I just heard it. Yeah, yes. No, I think, and I'm wonder. I want to ask him, Conley, if you're listening, did you get your idea for that deck? From an R&B song that we're unaware of. Yes. Am I man or ramping? Or am I thinking about it? Am I man or ramping? Or am I... Oh, my God. So, so we, we are... Folks, we're so happy to be talking to you again. It has been incredibly rough. We have talked so much about talking to you. Yes. We, we were talking about talking to you. And then we talked some more about talking to you. Um, and, and so, finally, we got together. And now we're talking to you. And uh, for you to, yes, hear the show. Yes, that's what we're doing here. Oh, right? crap. And the winning number is W7. W7, you've won. You know who you are. We meant to put that in the last show. Uh, so get a hold of us, and we'll get you what you want. Okay. Thanks. Yes, W7. See, I'm so glad you remembered that. So we need to move on to a new addition to our show. Every show, we're going to give a new terminology. We're going to call it the the word of the show. The word of the show. But this is a this is a word that you can go and you share with your friends when they make this mistake. It's actually a uh, 
a new terminology for the magic game that you can use as a cool person. Like, it's kind of a cool thing to say. Right. Be in on the in crowd if you get us. You know, like, we, we do this because, you know, of course, we, we make the wake, you know. So try to try to emulate us as best as you can. So the word of the show right. is fadge, which, which is a, which is a uh, adjective in that form. But a fadged is, I don't know if that's true. Not, I'm, I'm trying to BS my way through this, okay? Well, if, it, if you made it into an adjective, it would actually be fagile or fagic. Oh, perhaps. right, 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 fagic. Right, so we're talking, though, the verb, to fadge. Yes, to fadge. Or, right, like, or, I got caught fadging yesterday. Exactly. Right, so, or, yo, his opponent just fadged. Like, right, or, or, dude, does that guy even know what he said? Did he say prim- primeval titan? He did say primeval titan. Dude, that dude just fadged. Oh, my God, did he fadge. So here's the, the key to this, the, the, to uh, define fadging is any time that a word in magic is mispronounced, even if you only assume that it's mispronounced. Because, you know, I say tomato, you say tomato. I'm wrong. Yeah, of course. Always. Every time. And that's how it goes, folks. That's how fadging works. <laughs> no, that's not how fadging works. That's not how it works no, at all. we're kidding. That's not how fadging works. So, so fadging is when somebody says in a strat. I, at least in my opinion. No, I, I think I, you're I think completely correct. Said, that is a true fad. Right, right. Or even more vampire. In this thrad. You know, something, you know, just it's a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more. Just a, a you know, Make an effort. You, right. You're obviously not you, making an effort. It's not like these fucking creatures come from Boston. It's like, yeah, this, this is my Innistrad deck. You know, it's not like that at all. It's just something... You know, they it's in a strad. It, it just feels right. Would you think Bram Stoker would have... He's rolling over in his fucking grave. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or he's drinking a beer at Cheers. One of the two. I what, mean, what? you make the choice to fadge or not to fadge. That is the question. Pronounce it correctly. Right. So the next time you hear somebody uh, say, say one of the words wrong or say something stupid, just say, dude, you just fadged. Right. And, right. And you shouldn't that fadge. You shouldn't fadge to your opponent. Right. That's don't fadge. Don't fadge to a newbie. Yeah. It, you know, it gets them started and they never quit. And it takes a lot of training to break them of fadging. And of course, the history behind this word is phage, right? So phage the untouchable was often spoken around in places as fadge the untouchable. I thought Which it was fadge. <laughs> I don't, dude. It's Fage. Really? You just fadged. Oh, no. Yes. Dude, I know like three guys that say fadge the untouchable. That's because it's funny. That's because it's funny because what it they don't laugh. So are, they're fadging? Yes. They're fadgers. They're total fadgers. Man. Man. I Wow. So what if you're fadging and you don't know that you're fadging? Well, that's, that's why it's so important for somebody who knows that you're fadging to tell you that you've just fadged. Back off, Badger. Yes, that's untouchable. Okay, I see. All right, so the onus is really on players. Yes. If you catch a newbie fadging, you should got to tell them. Yeah. You've got to, to before a judge comes. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to be a player fadging. Now, you can call a judge for fadging, right? No, no, of course not. Really? No. I've and I've heard judges fadge. I mean, I've oh, actually heard them fadge right there in front of in front of newbies. <laughs> Yeah, just be like, 
badging anywhere you go. No, you cannot just be badging, badging at a Grand Prix, no. badging at a Pro Tour. But I hear it all over the place, and nobody knows. Like it's it's there's a, a certain something about it that that needs to be expressed to these players who are fadging all the time. Just fadging here, fadging there, fadging all over the table, mm-hmm. running their fadges all over. They're running their mouths, and then out come these fadges. It's just like, you know, that's what's happening. They've, they are all fadging, all the fadging time. Check a Webster's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, or what I really think needs to happen is, is Watsy needs to put out a pronunciation guide for every single one of the cards. Help stop the fadging. On on the oracle, it should have Ooh. right there pronunciation. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So so that really nerdy people who uh-huh. are like it, all, the ones who really and this this word is really you know directed at these guys. You know the nerds who really like to correct everybody for everything oh, yeah. that they're doing yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah. So like they're going to use this word the most. So so I'm really I think we In should start podcasts, a petition. Let us know if you would sign a video, petition for oh. them to put. Phonetic spellings on the uh, Oracle, what, uh, what, on the Oracle. Absolutely, I we, think that needs to happen. Shit, we're in the digital age. They could get, they could get uh, 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 Mike Rosewater to do the. They could get that dude, <laughs> Mike Rosewater, you know, somebody to just, you know, <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> fade, you know, you just like you put it on there and yes, ooh, by the voice. That's great. Like dictionary.com, you could just like click on it and they'd be like. Exactly, and if it was Mike Rosewater, because that's Mark Rosewater's younger brother, right? Uh, yes, third remove, okay. twice remove. I see, I see. But if it was Mark Rosewater, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. This is described as phase the untouchable. So I, it could be, that would be awesome. I would just love to hear that. Mark, help us stop the badging. Yes. <laughs> love it. Book idea right there. There's, there's, there's a million. So uh, we need to move on to our next section of this segment. Uh-huh. Okay, so fat, we got fadging. Yes, we're done with fadging. All right. Or at least for a little while. Okay, get the fadging. Yeah, exactly. So so the next segment of our show is a segment that we always do, which is called Since the Last Show. Shit. I know, I hate this part. Uh, no, I, I usually enjoy oh, it. No, I, I like it too. Oh, okay. So since the last show, uh, this is the part where we talk about what has happened. Since the last show. In the magic world. You'd think that from the title. Right. Because so, because we really do a, like, a since the last show about our own personal bullshit before everything else. Right. And then we do this segment. Okay, well, what's what's on the roster since the last show? After all, it's only been... Oh, my God! Has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Folks, we're sorry. It, it, I, it's my, I it's, think it's because it's, there's a seven in the number. It seems like whenever there's a seven involved in anything that we do, we just don't do well. No, it's it, we just collapse. Uh huh. So uh-huh. so don't look for episode twenty-seven until four or five months after episode twenty-six. We're starting the disclaimer now, right? Just in case. Uh huh. And we don't, you know, we try to give you a warning. We try to give you a heads up, folks. We love you. But since the last show, M12 has come and is almost gone. I mean, it, well, it still be around, but no more drafting it. Uh yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Are you done? Are you good on it? Are you? I, I I'm actually excited for the next few drafts. So we'll have like three more drafts to do, uh-huh. and I'm very interested because I actually have to say that M12 stoked me out. I I've been enjoying the way that the cards flow with Bloodthirst in there. It gives this total archetype for some people to go after, and gives like the there's still a little dinosaur. There's plenty of ramp. You know, there's dinos. 
but there's this beautiful thing about Merfolk looters and the draw card, the Azure Mage, the Divination, the, just the power of blue and white. Right, right. You know, but it's there's other things in there. I think. No, I think it's I think it's nice. I think it's nice. Uh, if I remember correctly, like M11, like blue white, was the color to be in. And then you know this set comes out, and black red is great. But, um, and, and it kind of took a back seat, but at this point, you know, it's evolved back. It seems right to where blue white is. You know, it, if it's not top dog, it's still. Right. You know, shoot, shoot for the flyers, shoot for the controls. <clears throat> and so that's happened. I'm that, and that's exciting. I can see that. I can see that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then also we've had spoilers for, well, there's other things too. We've had spoilers for Innistrad, but we'll go into that right. later on in the show. Yeah. we got to delay it a little bit. <clears throat> and uh, But I don't know. What else is there? What else happened? Modern has happened. Oh, my God. Right. Modern. Holy modern. Modern is happening as we are speaking. Right. I mean, it's it, it folks, what do you You're think? You're talking about the cure, right? And Depeche Mode? Right. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's Friday. I'm in love. Um, don't hate me because I'm gay. Love Cats? Love Cats. I'm sorry. And love, the, the middle one, well, that wasn't one of theirs. I was thinking about a different band. Um, but, it, it, yeah, no. I mean, it, Rockin' the clockin' of the format blockin'. Here comes Modern down the way, um, totally shaking up the format. It seems like there's more archetypes than players have anticipated, uh, especially at Dude, this point. Dude, you just fadged. What? You said anticipated. I did. You, but you would have meant anticipated. I did. Well, I did mean anticipated. Oh, you, I intentionally you fadged. fadged. Yeah. It was an intentional fadging. Intentional fadging. Sorry about that. Um. So, yeah. So, so yeah, modern as a format. What do you think? Um. I'm liking it. I really want to see, you know, what happens. I'm definitely liking what it's doing to prices. And you know who you are, the happy people out there that are going, wow, this card was worth shit, you know, mm-hmm. a few months back, and it's getting some air back in it, you know. my Even cards like Night, Night of the Reliquary, stuff like that, more, more recent cards that have rotated out are enjoying a nice little day in the sun right now. You should always keep air around your cards and keep them from molding. Right, well, I try not to play with the vacuum because it sucks. <laughs> Dude, the vacuum sucks. Uh, anyway, what? So modern is awesome. Yes, modern is awesome. Thank you. I needed that help. I couldn't. I couldn't think there for a minute. <laughs> I don't know why something was happening. Uh, modern is awesome. I love that all the cards are there. I love that there's Kamigawa cards happening. There's just a world of things. Dude, you know, you know, there's posts. diehards like throwing down the Kamigawa, coming back and being like, man, I love the like, cards. You just used second right. It's like, Soren, I brought my Kamigawa oh, God, I'll never cards. Get that Who are those three guys in the corner? I don't know, but they brought their Kamigawa cards. Definitely know that. And uh, so that's awesome. You know, hey, Yoshi, you know, we love you, Yoshi, and, and uh, you know, the other folks, the DK, and the, we love you. We love you, cards. They're, and, you're great and cards. And 12 posts, what do you think about that deck? Um, I'm I'm still, like, so you know, you know what I think about that deck? What do you think? I'm totally confused. About 12 posts? Yeah, I don't understand it at all. Like, well, you're I don't... sneaking in which dude, Emmercool? Yeah, like, so, but I, I don't know the spell. And I, you're just, like, sneaking him in. Yeah. Like, it's like cheaty face. You're like, dude, they don't see it. They don't see it. Here here comes Emmercool. You have a turn. Something about Vesuvius copying cheaty face to get Emmercool in. Something like that. Right. And, I, you know, I think it's great that players are using uncards in modern. Yeah, uncards in modern. I think that that's just the perfect idea. Can't believe Wizards went there. 
Yeah, they do have modern border, right? Um, I believe so. I think that's something that uh, I'm going to ask a judge. Uh, so modern is here, folks. Check out the Grandmaster, the all-time, the number one Conley Woods' concoction. It is phenomenal for modern. I'm actually going to go out on a limb right now uh-huh. and that. say that Conley Woods is going to top eight the Pro Tour. Uh, amen. I don't know if you're right or not, but I'll believe in that dream. Yes. I think I think that's a wonderful statement. Conley, we're behind you, man. You rock. You're awesome. We'll see you at Worlds. And as we go into this commercial, we, I think that we should give a concentrated ohm oh. to Conley. Oh. And the candle is lit. Hello. This is Pete Redleach, and once again, you've caught me diddling with my deck. That's because I have the opportunity to beta fondle the all-new set from Mages of the North Coast. Inner Throb. Inner Throb is the first set to feature all-new two-faced cards. What's that you say? You've never seen a two-faced card before? Well, that's because they are new. Four such two-faced preview cards include... Questionable Burrito transforms into Exploding O-Ring. Flaccid Worm transforms into Bulging Totem. Homebrewing Noob transforms into a guy that played magic in college once. Bachelor Party transforms into prayers to the porcelain god. That's all of our spoilers for now. I must go and refresh my cocktail. All right. Uh, welcome back. God, that was a long commercial. How long How long was that? Like a week? Oh, my God. It was it like a week? Because last week was Pro Tour. We started that commercial, and now it is September 10th. Our, uh, our sponsors are going to have to try to cut things a little short. Editing is going to have a few. Well, I just time. wonder what they owe us for all that airtime. I mean, yeah, it's a nice chunk. It's, it'll be a, nice a lot. We're only going to give them the first and the second part of that. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm down Good. with that. So, uh, yeah, Pro Tour Philadelphia, my prediction failed. Conley Woods did not top eight. Oh, Conley. I feel, feel one's coming. Man. I feel one's coming. It's it's in the brew. It's in the brew, man. He's, he's going to just bust out of nowhere. I agree. Maybe Worlds. But uh, nice deck. Nice deck, nonetheless. Yeah, I totally dug the deck. The stormy, the storm. Dude, dude gets an A for uh, for creativity and innovation, as always. Right, but I don't think he designed that deck. Mm. Well, we'll just say he did. Okay. So Conley Woods' deck design was phenomenal. We love you, Conley. Uh, the the deck tech with him was great to watch. Yeah. And you know, he's man, just watching him interact. He just. He's fluid. He can talk. He can carry a conversation with BDM. There are some people, you know, I'm not going to name any <clears throat> names, but, um, you know, they just get on there and it's like, whoa, 
they just lock up with BDM, and it's like, cue. Um, and so, hey, what do you do with this card? And and then they're like, uh, well, uh, uh, so in this deck, in this deck, you use this card with this card. And then, yeah, it just all falls apart. Not that Connolly does this, but I like I like to see different flavors of folks talking to BDM. I mean, there's a couple players out there. I've noticed that when they talk to BDM, they kind of talk to him in this way that's like, you know, fucker, you're not leaving out of here alive. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very intense. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, and you see a little kind of tremor in BDM's like... You know, I'm just interviewing you, pal. I'm just, I'm making a buck. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, and the guys that they throw out, Rich Hagon, doesn't it feel like the weirdest, like, conversations ever with Rich Hagon? It it does. It's kind of like, um, it reminds me of, like, the old TVs where you used to have to stand just right with the, like, he, like, like Hagon's getting some interference in his ear. I, it's, if, if I knew that Hagon had a secret earpiece in his mm-hmm. ear where he's, like, listening to something like, I don't know, acts of treason, Russian access codes, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he's also trying to, you know, interview his guest. I, I get that feeling from Hagon. I want to know what he's listening to on his secret earpiece. Do you, do you have a crappy Rich Hagon impersonation? I don't. Oh. I, I don't, but I'm trying to work on one as we as we talk. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah. I'm trying to hear it in my brain, but I can't quite get there. Sorry, folks. We, it doesn't sound like you're going to get a crappy Rich Hagon impersonation. Uh, but we I love you, I, Rich, but yeah. we love Conley more. <laughs> this is true. And uh, so Rich Hagon and the Pro Tour, and I like that they do coverage of the Pro Tour. I really hope that the coverage boosts up and we get to see more of the Pro Tour than the top eight. I think that there could be so much more going on. I mean, th- there should be a game. We should be able to watch games the entire time that there are pros playing. I think that there should be a highlight table, just like the Star City games. You know, like, I think that Wizards should do the same thing. Make it much more visible. Let people see it. Make it bigger. Fork out the cash for this to be able for us to see it online if we can't get into the Pro Tour. Granted, they may have made it a little bit easier to get into the Pro Tour with Pro or with Planeswalker points. Ah, we'll yes. talk about it later. Ooh, I'm itching. I'm itching. Yeah, Planeswalker points are interesting. That's going to be a big show point there. So, yeah, it's it's... it's it was nice to see. So I know that Josh Utter Layton played somebody for first place in that. I can't remember first place. Josh Utter Layton, though, he, he was playing Counter Cat. Counter Cat. He was playing it. Did you hear that? Oh, so anyway, he was playing Counter Cat. Maybe that's how that should be said. Hi, I play Counter Cat. Isn't this exciting? I'm going to run you over with my Tarmy Um, So just. It was interesting, but I cannot... Do you remember the guy's name uh, that took first place in the Pro Tour Philly? I mean, it was a week ago. Well, I, you know, I have got a funny story about Josh Utter Layton, and he plays second, right? So I'm down at Superstars in San Jose, and I'm in a draft, and I'm like, you know, okay, I'm looking around, and before the draft even starts, I see Josh Utter Layton. Now, probably the most famous guy in Superstars that night. This is just a night over the summer when I was down in the Bay Area. 
and uh, most famous guy in the entire place, and they were having a vintage tournament run that That's night. That's because LSV wasn't there, right? I did not see LSV there, no, no. L- Which LSV was... placed in, or he didn't get in the top eight, but he was pretty high up there in the rankings for this as well, Pro Tour. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it was a legacy tournament. I'm so sorry, not a vintage tournament, but yes. Yeah, good, awesome. Cheers, LSV. Um, fab job. That's phenomenal. Keep it west side. But, but who won? Can you remember the guy's name that won? So I'm there with, uh, you know, I'm there no, by myself. It's wait, kind of the guy who won first place. The guy, right? Um, the guy that uh, Josh Utterlayton almost beat, who was there at Superstars, and uh, he goes and uh, I, I, he doesn't sit down for the Legacy tournament. And I'm like, oh, crap, is he here to draft? And sure enough, up come the draft pairings. There it is, Josh Utterlayton. Now, I'm not playing him first round. And I get this really trippy black-blue deck, splash red for Incinerate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of controlling, but also kind of a little aggro. It had a little aggro yeah, beat to he, it. He, there was some control going on. The other guy, though, the first place guy, not not to interrupt your story, but we should really finish talking about Pro Tour Philly. Uh you know, and I think that I, if I could only remember that guy's name, he was playing a splinter twin combo. He was Italian. Right. He was an Italian guy, right? Yeah. Like absolutely. from Italy. Yeah. He was representing Italy as an Italian guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. And th- what and was trippy was is that Josh Utterlayton, who almost beat him in the finals, in the finals of Pro Tour Philly, is in my draft pod. And he's just, you know, I'm like, what? He's like three guys away from me. You know, so he's passing to my left. I'm like, I think he's going to go blue or something based on what. Anyway, it all comes down to the fact that I lose my first round. And at that point, I'm like, okay, well, I'm probably not even going to see Josh Hunter Layton because I'm going to totally suck out here. Um, I'm just going to lose, 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 lose. So next I, uh, I can see, I can see that I'm not going to dissuade you from this this story. So what I'm going to do right now is let the audience, I'm going to let you finish telling the story of this to your audience. I'm going to go get a glass of water. You just keep talking. I'll be right back. Really? You're just, you're just going to leave and let me tell this? Yeah, just tell the story. To them? Yeah, just tell the story. Okay, just okay. purge it? Yeah, purge it. Okay. So there I was, folks. It was hot and it was heavy. I'm looking across the table at Josh fucking Utter Layton, you know, who creams players right and left like a slaughterhouse. I mean, this guy knows how to play. And he had lost uh, one of his, his first round as well, which is why I'm sitting across from him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am playing Josh Utter Layton. I do not stand a chance. First game goes down. Bam. Beats me, just like beats me about the head. I think I might have hit him for two points, and that was with you know some the the unblockable one drop guy. Like it was it was one of those deals. So I'm like I don't even stand a chance. I just wanted to throw my I wanted to rage quit, folks. I wanted to rage quit. I mean I was looking at my Xanax, going, is this it? Is this the moment for me? But no. No, I played my second round, and I opened up with a great hand. It was a phenomenal hand. Uh, 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 Svengir Vampire was in there. Svengir Vampire was did in there. Did you just fad Svengir Vampire? I did fad Svengir Vampire, began it, which is terrible, because he was He's such a, a hookup Svengir? for me. He's Svengir. He's Svengir. from Norway. Svengir. Two, two Minotaurs, Lava Axe, held onto the axe to the end of the game, and j- he was just about to kill me. And wham, lava axe. Wow, Josh nice Utterlayton. 
Thank you. Nice Thank you. shot. Thank you. Hey, man, nice shot. I mean, it was really, you know, filter was there. They were backing me up. The bass was sick. Anyway, so third match comes, or third round comes. I flood. It's just terrible. And I was so honored to not only have played the champion, Josh Utter Layton, uh, but to take a game in a very, very nice, um, let me just show you how many ways I can kick your ass kind of round. Just a, a great man, a great champ. Um, and there you go, man. Second place, Philly, Josh. Woo -woo. Uh, we're, we're there for you. We're rooting for you. Rock on channel fireball, channel fireball team represent. Yeah, definitely. That was, that was awesome. Uh, we're going to take just a quick breather here after that story. Uh, we'll be right back after this a public service announcement. Hello, my name is Chris Plummer. You may know me from such podcasts as how to quit magic and invest in horse racing. Jesus is my planeswalker. Dredging for Sorrow, LARPing for Dummies, and the Wendy's Sexual Harassment Training Video, Volume 4, Back Rubs Gone Wrong. Currently, you can hear me and my co-host, Matt, on Popper to the People, here on the MTG Cast Network, where we edit out the word fuck in an attempt to be more PC. Honestly, it's pretty fucking retarded. I wanted to talk to you today about an issue that is plaguing the community at large and is an issue that I believe I can speak with authority on, as I represent the approximate third of the magic population that has actually had sex. The issue, showering. Yes, gentlemen, I come before you as proof positive you can, in fact, play magic, and still find time to clean that temple of the soul, that decaying vessel, that meat sarcophagus you call a body. Using technology unheard of by our forefathers, hot water, soap, shampoo, even simple antibiotics, you can do your part to make FNMs, Grand Prix, and release events a sensory delight for your fellow card slingers. All it takes is 10 minutes a day. Soon, your hair will lose that Gulf Coast oil spill sheen, the earwigs will depart your nostrils, and your tongue will shed its hair. With perseverance, a girl may even want to touch your penis. Next time, what is a girl? And why would it want to touch your penis? My name is Chris Plummer, reminding you to do your part for God and country. Good luck and God bless. Folks, we're back. Uh, thanks to Chris Plummer for putting together that wonderful PSA. Shout out, Mapes, to Chris. Um, so that's all. We're, are you back on track? We're, we're, we're done talking about Pro Tour Philly. Right. Right. Uh, where Josh Shutterlayton almost took first place, coming in a second. Right. I forgot right. to tell you that he asked me about Man of Arps. Oh, when I played him down, the, I, when I was really? telling the story, I forgot to work that in. He asked me what I thought about Man of Arms. Oh, well, so anyway, so we're going to move on. Uh, we, we did find uh, an individual who was willing to move to Humboldt County to intern as our newbie. Hey, hey. And uh, uh, you may know Kimmy from uh, Newbie and the Dude, Episode 1. Kimmy is has become our intern at least for this show. The newbie, she's she's filling in uh, that space that we need because we feel like our show's going nowhere with just the two of us. 
We'd like to have new folks on. Mostly, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Kimmy, say hello. Hello. And uh, so you've been drafting with us a couple of times. You've been since you moved back from from another place in California. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, have you haven't had a lot of success? I can't say that word. That's okay. Um. No, not really. I. I think I the best I've done is taking two rounds. Mm hmm. Well, that's pretty good. That's what. That's not bad. Two, two rounds. Two rounds in the in the Swiss draft. Yeah, oh. that's that's two out of three. Yeah. Yeah, that's only happened once since I've been back. Though. How many times have you drafted though? Three. Three. Yeah. Three, four. Well, you're getting back in the swing of things. That's why you have been demoted to newbie status again. Excellent. I mean, for a little while there, you were kind of kicking it up, but now, you know, it's just. Uh, you're struggling to get back there. Got to start at the beginning. That's right. But luckily, you're going to get to draft tomorrow. Hopefully, yes. Yes, we'll we'll, we'll make it work. Awesome. Uh, I, uh, I'm over M12. It's we're we're getting like punched in the face. It's getting just a little a little old. It's it's hard. I you know what it is is I like I found that right now the only thing keeping the flavor in for me with M12 is when I get beat by decks that are not one of say six archetypes where it's like oh oh that's a, that's, that's a, interesting how did you do that right uh -huh. that, and that's happening about three percent four percent of the times i've been playing so yeah i feel like rocky at the beginning of rocky four. Oh, i am so drafting wooberg tomorrow yeah, it's uh, it's it is to the point where we sh you just start drafting stupid decks uh -huh. just because you're like, oh, I wonder if this card could be played with that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take every rare tomorrow, every rare that I see, and build a deck around it. I like it the full the full Wooberg strategy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm I'm really hoping that it's like uh, you know uh, World at War. Oh wait, is that a that's not from this set? Uh, what are we drafting? M12. Um, so I'm really hoping that it's like maybe a solemn simulacrum. Juicy. Uh, he's fun. I got to play with him two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I do like him. Yeah, he's he's nice. Um, yeah, there's still a couple. There are still a couple rares. I would like to see a couple more planeswalkers. We were talking earlier about Jace a little bit. A little bit. Just uh, why? You know, they're why? just gonna ban this one too. <laughs> but yeah, we're optimists. But... I mean, we are. You know, we're we're looking forward to. They're hopefully playing with Jace at least a couple more weeks before they ban him. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, so we're not very far away from, in fact, we're two weeks away from the Innistrad pre-release. I'm so amped. Right. I, ha I have to officiate a wedding that weekend or uh -huh. on that Friday, uh -huh. but I believe that we're going to, we're either going to go to Santa Rosa which it will be a new place for us to play. Mm -hmm. Or we'll be going to Ukiah. Uh, a smaller venue than Santa Rosa, but also a new place for us to play. I'd really like to play in Ukiah. I like when we go to smaller games. I do, too. I you like know, smaller games. Um, it increases my own personal chances of winning. But it doesn't matter anymore with Planeswalker points. Oh, okay, so are we going Innistrad or are we going Planeswalker points? Well, well, we should. Well, it's kind of interesting because they're coinciding in such a way. So a couple of things have happened. Let's tell the audience and, and Phil Kimmy in here. Yes, um, are points. So they've changed their, or they're in the process of changing the rating system. So it used to be an E E L I or an E L O. E -L -O. Excuse me, E L O. E L O, which is Jewish. And E L O was his name. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So E L O system, which is a chess-based uh, rating system, 
invented by a guy named Elo, I think, or uh-huh. something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it basically, in the old format, Lachaim, the uh, Elo, uh, whatever, the Elo rating system, you would gain points, and you would gain bigger points for beating somebody that you probably shouldn't be beating, and you would lose big points for somebody you should, probably shouldn't be losing to. And so you would you could potentially go below the sixteen hundred rating, which I've been really particular about my rating, and I don't even know why. I'm not even close to a pro player or anything special at all, but I've paid a lot of attention to my rating and kept it fairly high. So then what they've done is they've introduced a new program called Planeswalker Points in which nobody loses any point rating. You just gain points for achievements. It's like achievement unlocked. You beat three people at a pre-release. And so, and each one of them has a multiplier. So like pre-releases and F&Ms, I believe, have uh-huh. a one times multiplier. And there's a multiplier for the amount of people who are playing in an event as well. But basically, you get three points for winning and one point for drawing. And so all of the points that you accrue over this, uh, this time are lifetime points. And to compete in, like, the Pro Tour and other, other other big events, you have to gain, you have to be in the top level of players during a competitive season, which is going, it looks like it's going to be basically a third of a year. Wow. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I, I did look up my Planeswalker points. I have 482 Planeswalker points, massive points. Now, is there a level switch at 500? Will you will you transcend into another class? It seems like that's correct. I I think 26th is 26th level. I'm 25th level uh, spell shaper. That's that's what level I am in Planeswalker points. 25th oh, level spell shaper. Yeah, it's totally like RPG level up. It's kind of it, it's interesting and it definitely plays to me being a Planeswalker. It makes me feel like I'm actually the character that they've always portrayed me as and lately while I've been playing one of the things that I do is I really imagine the things happening on the battlefield like when someone summons a goblin I imagine a little goblin on the like coming out of the ether uh-huh. appearing on the battlefield like like grandma used to tell me in the stories right right and if it's a bang chucker I usually see him masturbating but you know like there's just if if, if I'm sorry silence of the lambs moment <laughs> right and and so, but if like say someone plays a goblin and then they there's a counter spell, what I see is like the summoning swirl appearing, and then a counter spell and it goes poof and it dis- disappears back into the ether. Like this is really how I see the game. And so now they're really drawing me in to actually being the planeswalker that I am, who is summoning creatures, casting spells, and burning the face of my planeswalker opponents. Well, you know, the thing about Planeswalker points is that you can't go down. Right. Right. So it it kind of reminds me of, like, what, what is it? Is it Prozac they give to schizophrenics where it, like, flatlines them? Like, you don't have the highs and lows. You're more just kind of okay right. throughout your day. Right. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what Planeswalker points kind of seem to me. Maybe a little happier than that. Maybe more of a, no, I'm doing fine. Well, you knew more it was that. Coming. I can uh, tell you why. I, I could have predicted this if I would have thought about it deeper. Because, you know, it used to be back in our day when we were playing soccer in Little League Soccer that that people would lose games and, and whatnot. And, and we were kind of born during the era of where everybody got a trophy. 
the beginning of our our days was everybody got a trophy. It didn't matter what you did or how well you played. Right. You got a trophy. Everybody got a trophy. How about for you? Did everybody get a trophy, Kimmy? No. No? No. Whoa. I played, I played competitive soccer, though. So. Well, see, oh. in Little League soccer, when when we would all at the end of the year, no matter how crappy we were as players, and I was a pretty crappy player, uh, we all got a trophy. I still have it somewhere. I still have my little golden guy kicking a soccer ball somewhere. I... But, but uh, you know, it, it just makes sense because now – now everybody wins. It just encourages the play. And this is the whole thing that I, I kind of see it as a uh, social engineering program uh-huh. that, that leads us towards, you know, there's no more need for war. There's no more. Everybody wins. You know, we, you don't need more. Just, no, you're winning too. Not just a win-win, but a win-win-win-win-win-win-win. Yeah, everybody's winning. Right. Everybody's a winner. You just have to play. And the more you play, the bigger games you can play in. Kind of like Charlie Sheen. Yes. You're just winning. Winning. I like it. I like it. So, Planeswalker points equal Charlie Sheen equal you are always winning. You can never lose. Right. You can never lose those points. All right, I've seen it. That's that's a little better than Prozac, I think. I, I'm kind of a little bit more behind it now. Yeah, and... I, I, we, I would love to look up yours. You've played in a few events where you've gotten your DCI number. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right now, our internet service is not working for my computer anyway. It's moody. But I'd love to know what yours is. I, I did look up the dudes. The dudes is like, I think you have 432. And and what does that make me? I'm, You're I'm, at the same level as I am. We are, we're like neck and neck. We're both spell shapers. Then why the fuck can't I turn into a 4-4 rhino with trample? That's a great question. At least once a day. Right. You know. That's, you know. All because they don't send us those goddamn promo cards anymore. I I thought it was the gum that used to come in the packs that was laced with LSD. And I remember huffing that gum. Oh, yeah? Huffing gum. Huffing gum. Ah, yeah. Ariana Huffing gum? Yes. Heir to the Huffing gum uh, fortunes. Yeah, the the Huffingham Post. Yes, Huffingham Post. Uh, I think we derailed there. So what we should do is quickly come back and talk about Innistrad. Which, uh, uh, Post Planeswalker points, um, yes, absolutely. What are your thoughts? About Innistrad? Sure. That people say Innistrad and they're phaging it. Now, what about... I just had bad again. It's catchy tonight. Oh. What about the people... That live like in Boston, uh, in 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 some of the more um, Massachusetts Massachusetts areas, like your your Worcester, your where am I leaving out here? Your um, uh, the Berkshires, sure, yes, uh-huh. uh, maybe even the Albany, New York area, sure, sure. Yeah. Like where are we going to give them any leeway? No, no, they've got it. They have those to break- fuckers have slacked on speaking proper English. For way too long, way too long, they they need to watch more TV and talk more like the people on TV, just like the rest of us do. So, uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna lay the stick on the on people. No, of course not. That's not really how I feel. Well, I, the way this thread draft, I put the 
I put the Innistrad cards in my car. I'm gonna go vampire. I'm gonna go Innistrad vampire. Oh. What the hell is that? Is that like Jersey Shore? Yeah, I think. I mean, I just I'm what feeling is, for these. That people. felt like the doorman that I met in Atlantic City. Really? Yeah. It was. It was intense. Oh, yeah, you just come in right here. You just want to come in right here. Come on, right in here. This is the place. This is the place. We even got naked chicks. We got naked chicks. Yeah, it was crazy. Thank wow. God. Yeah. Which hotel was this? I don't want to tell you. All right. It was pretty seedy. So we've got uh, we've got trouble with Boston and, and Innistrad. Yeah. And New York. In New York. So I don't know what they're going to do, folks. we got to work on this pronunciation issue together. Mm-hmm. And I think the Midwesterners, too. Uh-huh. Well, you think there's going to be a problem? Yeah. So are we talking, like, full-on German import here for uh, for grammar help? Are we... Absolutely. You know, no, are... not necessarily German, but Slavic. Uh-huh. Right. So, Innistrad. You know, it was so funny. We uh, went to a pizza place in downtown Disney over the summer. And it was named Innistrad. It was an Italian pizza place. And the dude, our waiter, is so Italian. He's got this thick Italian accent. My mom's like... So, where in Italy are you from? And he's like, I'm from Transylvania. Oh, whoa. I blew me away. I'm like, God, you sound like an Italian guy. And are you a vampire? I think he's going to be playing in the strat. Yeah, probably. I, I want to tell him about the set. I want to go back there and just tell him That's about the set. That's what it is. They, they, they wanted a new market. Transylvania was not playing enough magic. Mm-hmm. No, I can't say that. I really like the storylines that are going on in there. Flavor City. Do you Labor. think we're gonna get like a headless horseman? Um, that would be. They, have they done one? They've done one in the past. Yes. Oh. Ooh. Well, picture at least. Right. But yeah, headless horseman. Or what are some of the other good horror? Frankenstein's stories? monster. They did at one point. They could. That's... I want to bring him back. Or he'd be great, probably in the next expansion. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. to keep keep. Keep the flavor saving. Keep saving the flavor. All I know is I want sleeves that say brains. Uh-huh. It's zombie people are just fine. I mean, you know. Dude, they're coming out of their graves. They Yeah. And I mean, can you, this new card, I mean, can you imagine 13 zombies staring you down? Well, I've been to our casino, you know, and that's, I have a feeling, you know, that's got to be similar. Wow, that card doesn't seem so impressive now. Yeah. But the spiders. What about the, the spiders? What is that? A spider lord? A spider, um, uh, what is it? A net? A spin your, spin your web? Spin your, make a spider. Yes, make a spider. It's, make many spiders. Make many spiders and they all have reach and what do you know? They're all spiders. Yeah. Great. What, what, why didn't this card come out, like, during the last set to deal with Cobblade. Like, what the fuck are they going to do with all of these spiders with Reach and 1-1 one, one birds? Uh, I I can completely see your point. That would have definitely, I think, changed the format. I mean, it would have definitely been something else that it had to answer because it can just be problematic for that deck. I can see that very well. Mm-hmm. So um, catering to Transylvanians. Yes, it's... Uh, scaring away Arachnophobes. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because who hates spider haters? I mean, who loves spider haters? Yeah, it just, it seems like, I mean, that card could just be so gross. And some of the other cards, I mean, we talked about how M12 had three goddamn spiders in it. Yeah. You know, compared to the other, you know, oh, you get giant spider, that's it, enjoy. Yeah, I oh, should have we'll seen we'll give the you sign. a web. I should have seen the sign. You know, stuff like that. But no, it's it's like Spider City. It's like werewolves, vampires, zombies, it doesn't, demons. 
Mm-hmm. What are you getting your ass kicked by? Spiders. Mm-hmm. It's all about spiders. Demons hate spiders. Angels hate spiders. Spiders fuck up everything. Wow. That's that's what we're learning. I think I think we have some serious spider lovers in R and D. What was the name of that B movie with the spiders? Um uh Wild Wild West. <laughs> well there is that one. That one's pretty rough, but arachnophobia. Yes, arachnophobia. Oh my god, that movie is disgusting. I can't watch that movie. But that's what I'm gonna imagine every time I play that spell. That's what I'm going to imagine. Arachnophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Well I mean, you know, and it's nice, it's got trials humans. Hey. Human werewolves. Human werewolves. Oh, what do you think of the transform mechanic before we get into human You know werewolves? what? I, I do like it, but what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break. Really? Yeah. It's that time? God, we've been talking for almost 20 minutes. All right. Okay. Konnichiwa. This is Pete Redleach, and I have returned with a fresh cock and more spoilers for you ingrates and peoples of the Carolinas. For you Inethrob fans, check out the new mythic many-faced cards. They're three-sided and they're new. These are cards such as Mama's Boy transforms into Quiet Guy next door and then becomes cannibalistic serial killer. Fugly Barfly transforms into Radiant Maiden and then becomes early morning departure. Inconspicuous Package transforms into Enchanting Garden and then becomes Cascroft. Girl Next Door transforms into Perfect Girlfriend and then becomes lying, two-faced, backstabbing, freeloading, cheating, corn-pone, trailer-bait And did you know that each pack of Innerthrob earns you a chance to bring your favorite tutu bear to Tiddlywing's Turkish bathhouse and after spa, where you'll sweat and be scraped by manservants while eating eclairs next to Player of the Year, Brad, don't drop the soap, Nelson. In a throb, with so many gay vampires, this set is bound to suck. Something. Hello, I'm Pip, an endearing little English boy. And I am Marco, and I am here to suck pit dry. What? And I am Vlad, and I am also here to suck oh, pit dry. Quick, get him before he runs away. <laughs> but that is not the way we are here. No, no. We are here because Vlad's Vemporium, or gay male vampire fashions, has just opened up in Innistrad. Oh, 
right here in Innistrad, right here, and with our new bloodline. You will look like saucy bitch. That's right, we will take your blood ghastly fashions and turn you into a true nighthawk. Two two vampires will surround you at every move. So come down to Vlad's Vamporium for gay male vampire fashions. Pick yourself up, nudads. But don't you mean dudes? You know, you pose a great question when you ask, what would the Charlie Sheen Planeswalker name be? Charlie. Whoa, he's winning. <laughs> Nobody could come up with anything. Charlie Sheen is still winning. The only person wow. that is winning more than Charlie Sheen is Chuck Norris right here. What would Chuck Norris's Planeswalker name be? Okay, jeez. Fuck! It's like these questions would silence Hong Kong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's it's like you're these are big ones. What would um I I'll go with Charlie the Sheen. Charlie the Sheen. Charlie the Sheen. Uh, Planeswalker. Uh huh. The first one. Uh huh. Chuck Norris. What else does he need? Uh, That's I, it. Just Chuck. Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. One ability. It only has one ability. When you play Chuck Norris, you win the game. When you play Chuck Norris, right? Flavor text. You can't go wrong with Chuck Norris. Um, maybe not even Chuck Norris is the name. Ooh. Just Chuck Nor. And then uh -huh. like a little dash. Mm -hmm, maybe. Because he roundhouse the dude right in his, his ability is, is like the Platinum Angels ability, except it's you never lose, you always win. Right, right. Chuck Norris is in play, was in play, and will forever be in play. That's right. Um, so Chuck Norris uh, will not be an Innistrad. No. Um, but although, some cool mechanics will be. And and so what are we into? We we get flashback back. Flashback back. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Gonna be good? Have you played with flashback? A little bit. You mm. you pay you pay an extra cost and you get to play it again from your graveyard and then exile it. Yeah. One more reason to mill yourself. I like the red card. I can't remember what it does, but it's it's good with the flashback. It's, it's like a burn. fireball. It's right? a burning. Yeah, well, it's, it's not a fireball. It's oh. more like a red sun zenith. Well, oh, right. It can be countered. Targets, right. Yeah. Right. So it's a one red X spell, and then you can flash it back for three red necks. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, flashback is great. I like the fact that there's what is there a green card with like a white flashback cost too, so they're like crossing over. Ooh. Flashback crossovers. That happens to me sometimes. Like I'll I'll just be gazing out on something and and I'll, I'll have a memory about something and it'll be like this angel said something to me and then I'll snap back to it and there I am having had a flashback and having crossover. Right. So I'm I'm kind of enthused about flashback because the best thing about flashback is the colors. Right. And the sixties. Well, right. You know, for those of us that were there. Um, I wasn't. I, neither was I, but I... Not me. I've heard some really good stories. Yeah. I hear the doors give you good flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so, so the next mechanic, what else is there? There's a lot of stuff going on with the graveyard. There's morbid. Right. Now, what is what does morbid do? It's Morbid is creatures who care about other creatures dying. So oh, when another like creature my dies, rich great-uncle's kids. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. 
but basic, yeah, interesting. So when rich great uncle dies, everybody gets the inheritance. I understand. So uh-huh. it's you know you're 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 tugging a little harder on that life support plug. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Oh, oh, was I stepping on that air tube? Uh huh. Uh huh. No, it's it's uh it's a when a creature dies this turn, if a creature has died this turn, this creature gets this benefit. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I like an artifact that has morbid called firm soft pillow. Ooh. But what does Just it do? Showing a hand going up to a person on a bed. <laughs> oh, yes, that's morbid. That's pretty morbid. Yeah. Uh, Scoring points while auto, while driving that game. If that game came true, that would be that would be morbid. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Toxic Avenger. Toxic oh. Avenger's got some pretty gross scenes and scoring points while while driving. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. pretty haunting. Uh, uh, yeah. So the that that mechanic, and I don't really remember. Morbid. Um, uh, of course, the big one. The, wait, wait. Oh, well, wait on the Is, big Isn't one. there another one? Is there another one? We've got flashback. We've got morbid. We've got humans as a tribe. Yep, humans as a tribe. You know, which I'm sure that's going to be like How something. That They've always been a tribe. There's always been humans, like right. human knights and whatnot. But there's, it's a tribal theme. There's some tribal theme going on in this. Okay. Humans, vampires, werewolves, zombies. A gay vampire. I read somewhere there's a gay like vampire a in the set. Do you know anything about that? No. What? Right. I gotta look that back up again. I was just I was looking at some different. Sites oh, it's it's gotta be the vampire with flair, the red vampire. Is flair a mechanic? Whoa! Yes. Place a button on this card. It has to say something positive. Uh, but you don't know which vampire it is? No, I cannot think. Arrogant Bloodlord or something, maybe? Oh, no. Uh-huh. It's the same one that they've had in the and past? Yeah. There has been a gay vampire before. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like I said, Internet's down, so uh, we have no fact-checking. Flash. I bet you it has Flash. Oh, I thought all vampires were bisexual. It depends on which one. That's like the Suki Stackhouse, like, Chronicles idea behind the vampire, right? Suki! Suki's mine! (laughs) Oh, yeah, so I don't don't know. I I only know that because the girlfriend. And Rice's vampires are very... Yeah, that's why all the girls in high school, when I was like 15 or 16, like, all the girls in high school were reading Anne Rice. And you'd be like, what are you reading? And then they'd blush. And you'd be like, what are you reading? It's literary porn. Oh, I see. Lit porn. I didn't take that class. Ah. Uh, but, um, yeah, well, I know the vampires and the corsets are gay. How, you're just dropping G-bombs all over the place. What do you mean by gay? They're happy, right? Well, they're in the corsets. You know, like you're in shows. Oh. You can see the oh, oh mile away those corsets. Oh, I see. Well, I, we don't want to offend anybody out there. Except the gay, gay vampires. vampires and the corsets. Yes, only gay vampires and corsets. I didn't realize it was corsets. Yeah. I think. I think that's what they are. Oh. I mean, I might be wrong. Yeah. What's your statement? Ass racing you. <laughs> I don't understand. I can read. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Where? We are derailed so far that at this point... I think that I think that there's one other thing that I would like to ask the audience before we get to the last awesome mechanic in Innistrad. 
Oh yeah, there's that part. I was trying to oh, just. It's I don't even list. want to talk about it. It's I a don't. new list. It's a new list. And folks, our format got a little screwed up right before the show, so we're bouncing all over the board. Yeah, I we, know. we hate to show you our scenes, but it, it was so derailed that I couldn't even bring it back. So the new mechanic, the new mechanic, the one that everyone is talking about, whether or not they like it or not, they're still talking about it and what it's going to do and what it means. And are there going to be checklists in the packs? Like, is that going to be the new? Yeah, it'll be maybe in space of one of the tokens or maybe each pack comes with one. I don't remember. They talked about it. We'll get into that in just a second. Okay, we are going to get into that. Uh, yeah, two-faced cards. I mean, double-sided cards. I right. mean. Double-faced cards. I don't trust them. What the fuck? Yeah, so they're on the. They'll be printed front and back. Okay. And they'll transform due to game state, basically. Or good drugs, depending on which you pick first. I don't have the drugs. Sorry. No, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. As long as they're good. But yeah, you can flip these cards over. Not that you couldn't flip cards over before. Right. But right. now, these when you more flip these cards the over, side. yes, yeah. much more interesting. Right. When you flip these cards over, they have another face. So you may have a 1-1 one, one human, and basically for all werewolves, I'm having trouble speaking. <laughs> They're fuzzy. It's hard to get out. Yeah. Werewolves! I think I'm turning into a werewolf! No, um, for werewolves... The 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 game state is if no spells were cast during the last turn, transform this card, and then it turns into a werewolf. And if two spells were cast during the last turn, transform them back into a human. So they transform back and forth. It's like a day and night mechanic. So you may have a one one human that turns into a three three werewolf, and it's interesting. Yeah, so, you know, the the weird thing is, like, when you're drafting and the piles are going around, you're going to be able to look and see that there is a two-faced card that either has or has not been chosen. Double-sided. You know, and what I want... Now, see, that's... Wizards would prefer that you don't call them two-faced cards. Really? Yeah. That's why I don't trust them. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be super annoying for sleeves. Well, here's the whole thing about the sleeves, is that... First of all, while you're drafting, you'll be able to see those cards from the backside, which is cool, supposedly. But there's people in R&D and playtesting that I trust who have said that the mechanic is good, they've playtested it, and it'll be fun. And I trust those guys, because usually when they say, well, this, this, this set's going to totally suck balls, it does, So, which which they've never done. But... But before Homelands, we we didn't really hear a lot unless you were buying Scribe. But even then, you didn't really hear a lot. Sucking balls is a hard selling point. It's hard to get players excited about. Right. About sucking balls. About sucking balls. So, yeah. It's, right. Except for the gay vampires. Right. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that kind of... Um, so, uh, Innistrad, uh, transforming vampires. Question about this is... What are they going to do on Moto Drafting? So in a paper draft, you're going to be able to see that somebody's got a double-faced card uh -huh. and where it went. You're not going to have that same advantage on Moto. That's true. It's very true. You know, because you can't see the actual cards going from player to player. That's I okay. think they're just making this harder for stoners to play. Well, that may be very well be the case. 
that's very absolutely. But on Moto, you don't even have human interaction, so what does it really matter anyway? Um, that's that's right. That's right. I just lost to a bot like two days ago. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, GG, GGG, GG. I'm like, that's are how you, you human? Knew it was a bot. Yeah, our little chat. I'm like, are you human? Are you human? No response. I'm like, who am I playing against? Pal nine thousand. Um, Man. Yeah, I, I I know it's trippy. But anyway, two-sided two cards, so you'll be able to see while drafting, but you have to have opaque sleeves or the first legal proxy Wizards has ever released. It's a little checklist with all the transforming cards, and whichever transforming card that you're going to put in your deck in its place, you put this card to the outside, and in its place you put a uh, mark on that card's name, and you put it in your deck, and it has a regular magic back. So if you're not playing with sleeves, It'll, you won't be able to tell that that card is is the card, unless you take a ballpoint pen when you really write when you write the one that it is, and you put a big fat dot, so that way you can feel for it inside of your deck. I don't know. I'm a little against the proxy too. I I think it's horrible with the what with Wizards is doing with proxies. You know there are really. Um, Stand up, amazing organizations out there trying to stop proxy use. I mean, you go to small towns, you see nothing but proxy labs. You got kids hooked on proxies. Their parents are playing with proxies. I mean, my God, they just did a PBS special on proxy use. It's freaking everywhere, man. And here's wizards like, oh, here are your proxies for free. I mean, it's going to be a fucking nightmare future, man. Yeah, it brings me down. I, I I really wonder if there's any organizations out there that are willing to help all these kids who are addicted to proxies. Uh, it's it's a dark world. It's a dark time. You know, I I blame it on the on the high price bathtub, high prices of of aftermarket cards. It's it's led to this. You know. Uh huh. It's, uh -huh. it's terribly sad and and disgusting. I saw some kids playing proxies down over by the um, the five and dime gas station over there. Oh wow. It's it's even in our neighborhood. How much were they going for? I don't I, don't do it, Kimmy. Don't get involved. Don't get involved in the proxy trade. You don't want to get involved there. You don't. It's just dangerous. Next thing you know, you have your cards are just leaving ink stains all over your fingers. You're getting RBS all over everything. You're actually marring your value cards that you were able to draft in packs. You cannot go down the proxy road. I'm gonna make your friends. The slippery slope. Don't don't become a prox addict. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So. Bring me back from the brink. Just, just say no to the two-faced card. Right. For because of the danger of proxy usage. Yeah. Once, once you start using those proxies, it's, it's gateway. Mm-hmm. It's gateway. You're, yeah, you're playing Pokemon before you know it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's scary. Um, one thing that we would like to do in the future, uh, I'm just going to bring this up now before we close out the show, is that if anybody out there would like to send us a question. Uh, about magic in MP3 format to dredgingforhumor at gmail.com. Uh -huh. What we would like to do is start a new segment where we answer questions that you have recorded and taken the effort to send in to us so that we can put your voice on the air. And uh, we will answer those questions. And we will be doing that... To the best of our ability. Yeah, and we'll be doing that in a new segment which will appear on episode 18. It, it won't cost you anything. Right, you just have to make an MP3 and email it to us. Once Unless again. you want it to cost you something, and then you know we'll charge. We could do that, 
uh, uh, dredgingforhumor at gmail.com, mp3s with your questions. We are going to answer those questions in a new segment we're going to call Planeswalker Points. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, we can't call it that anymore. Did you come up with a better name? Well, I that's what I was wondering. Um, well, there's that, you know, there's that one that we talked about that we weren't sure whether or not I would be friendly with most of the public, but I think it might work. Okay, well, whatever it is called, please send us in your questions about magic. They could be a question about anything in magic that you want to have an answer to. Send it in to us. Okay. So if you want to just use it for this episode, then we can change it so that they actually have a place to send it to. Yeah. Okay, so it's the hairy mail sack. No, they send it to dredgingforhumor oh. at gmail.com. Care of the hairy we mail don't sack? Want, this is, yes. I thought we got to read the hairy mail sack. I thought that was part of the whole thing. We're not reading anything. It's oh, it's what we're hearing. Yes, right. Well, that's what I mean. But I thought they, I thought they talked to the hairy male sack, and then we listened. Oh, right, right. That's oh, I remember. Right. If we can't call, I'm so sorry. I'm it's, off it's, my it's game. It's okay. This whole show. I'm not <laughs> even worried about it. I, I'm telling you, just like I said in the first segment a week ago, uh, if anything that has a seven in it just kills us. Well, it's it's that I, I just don't want to be alone with the hairy male sack. Right. I just I, I, you know, I, I we're on the same page. I exactly. I need I need I need friends to help deal with that. So that's why I'm saying just whenever we are, I want to make sure right. we're on the same so, page. Or an electric razor. So send it in to dredgingforhumor at gmail dot com uh, with the uh, in the uh, title or whatever that's called. What is that little bar called? The subject. The subject bar. Uh, hairy male sack. Uh, call-in questions. And uh, I think that before long, we, we might actually have a hard landline devoted directly to this where you can call the landline, leave a message, ask a question, and we will answer it on the show. That's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to interacting with some of our people because we don't get out very often. Right, exactly. So, so this is a way for you to join in on our fun, and we hope that you'll do it. Uh, until next time, I am the band. That's what they've told me. Mm-hmm. That is the dude. Ah, uh, that's what they've told me too. And this is Kimmy Noob. Hi. Bye.
This is the band, and I just want to give a quick thanks to everybody for making it all the way through this episode while giving a heartfelt apology that it took so damn long for us to get it out to you. I also want to give an apology to the folks up at a gamer's retreat there in Crescent City, all the fine guys that we usually play with. I want to say sorry to you. We won't be there this pre-release. Instead, we'll be in Ukiah, California at the Sword and Board. So if you happen to be in the area and you want a signed Caravan Herda, seek us out. The dude in the band will be there.